Welcome to the Tutor Podcast, the only weekly show for anyone who is in the business of helping people. If you're a tutor, a teacher, or a coach, the Tutor Podcast will help you start, grow, and love your tutoring business in plain English without the buzzwords and BS. If you want to make more money and make more of a difference, the Tutor Podcast will be with you every step of the way. Hi, it's Neil Camado here with episode 238 of the Tutor Podcast, the Money Morning Show for anyone in the business of helping people. As always, I'll share ideas and insights I've had, ideas I've borrowed or stolen during the 23 years I've been in business, and from the tens of thousands of pounds I've invested in training and education. And I'm going to do it all in a no-nonsense, no-BS kind of way. So let's crack on with today's show. All about branding for beginners. I guess everybody knows what a brand is, right? Maybe. A brand is a product, service, business, or even a person that's easily identified and widely known. Usually widely known for something specific. McDonald's, Nike, Apple, Rolex, Manchester United, and Microsoft are all big brands that just about everyone has heard of. And even people can get to become brands. Think of big names in their fields like Beyonce or David Beckham, for instance. But what is it that makes a brand and how do you become one? Why is it useful to you? Well, first of all, think about what a brand isn't. The brand isn't the logo. Say, say the Nike swoosh. Sorry, that's not the brand. That's just a signifier. It's a distinctive symbol designed to capture attention. It's just a badge. Just like the three stripes of Adidas or the little crown on a Rolex watch. It's not the slogan. Nike's just do it isn't the brand it's just another way of capturing attention and engendering an emotional response and the brand isn't the product actually a lot of branded products are pretty ho-hum if you go and blow a load of money on some bouncy trainers the chances are they're going to injure you rather than improve your athletic performance but as long as they have that badge on the side you'll probably go and do it. Similarly, if you go and spend a great deal of money on a Rolex watch, it's unlikely to be as good as a cheap quartz watch that you can go and buy from just about any petrol station. Sorry, but that's the truth. The brand isn't that distinctive colour they use, the livery either. That's just another signifier. You see, being a good product or service provider that does amazing stuff doesn't in itself make you a brand. You need something else. This is what makes a brand. Primarily, it's a strong and unified idea of what the business or the product is about. So, if you think of the advertising campaigns by the advertising campaigns by Nike 
it's all about their just do it idea of buckle up and get on do the thing apple's think different campaign suggests that you wouldn't want to do what everybody else does you're somehow a rebel if you buy an apple product that you're thinking outside of what is normal and that's kind of what makes apple a brand it's the widely held belief that the particular product or the business is actually doing something special, perhaps even magical. And they did this by evoking an emotional response. You see, if you can do that, if you can give your brand enough clout and provoke such an emotional response, people lose their ability to think rationally any kind of emotional response tends to reduce rational thought. That means that if you can do that enough consistently, people will willingly pay over the odds for pretty average products. See, it's not about the real value of the product or the service. It's about the perceived value of the service. I suppose, in a weird way, as a guitar teacher, I'm battling this all the time. The famous guitar hero or guitar god who inspires a student to show up to learn how to play. Well, that guitar hero or god has become so revered that people automatically assume the presence of a rare talent, a, a god-given ability, or some kind of supernatural, perhaps even occult power. We could call it mojo, I suppose, because that's such a rock word. Wow. To me, rock god, guitar hero, I mean, how's that for elevation of an ordinary person to very high status? How's that for pushing that high perceived value? And the fact is that most popular musicians don't do anything very special because that's not what pop music is all about. Pop music is just about playing stuff that people like. But students who are fans of these household names really struggle to accept that their guitar god of choice is playing exactly the same notes that they have access to on the same instruments and are frequently using only a handful of the same chords everyone else uses. You see, the guitar god's brand has actually thrown them off the track and they're going to denial when they're confronted by the reality of how the music of these people actually works on the guitar. And that's the power of the brand. The facts overlooked and what is believed will triumph. So brands come in various degrees of what I would call power. You have the actual strength or weakness of the brand and that's based on the degree of consistency and the coherence of the image and ideas that the brand projects. And then there's the positive or negative perception of the brand itself. And these things, in my opinion, multiply one another up. A great brand will be consistent and coherent. It'll change very little and it'll be famous for something positive. A poor brand will 
be somewhat inconsistent or incoherent, scattered, if you like, and perhaps even known for something negative, if it's known for anything at all. Between the great brand and the poor brand, there is a sort of continuum of what I would call brand power. It's the relative coherence and consistency of the brand multiplied by the extent to which the brand is known to be doing good or bad things. So if we take a what I would consider to be a very good brand like Facebook, it had a moment where it was very well known and then was found to be selling data. So that wide knowledge of Facebook as a positive was switched to wide knowledge of Facebook as a negative. So the multiplying um, strength of the brand became powerful in convincing a lot of people that Facebook was inherently evil. Mm -hmm. um, they had that sudden challenge to the brand because it was massively inconsistent. It's a conflict with their promise to not flog your data. And that's a very negative perception created in the minds of the public. Think of Nike, massive brand. Their shoes convey this positive image of athletic performance, sport and achievements. And then they're found to be using sweatshop labor. The fact that they were so widely known for essentially a positive image was flipped on its head. The brand was challenged by that revelation that they were exploiting kids. So if you have a a poor brand sort of, or a, a generally negative perception of what you do, you don't want to be widely known. You want to be known for doing something positive and then let everybody know in exactly the same way. That's the way to build your brand up. So best of all, when you become a brand, people hear your name, see your symbol, see your color, they know what they're gonna get. It's a very effective shorthand, if you like. So how do you become a brand as a tutor? First thing of all, be consistent in how you're seen by people. When you show up for a teaching session online, in the room, in your teaching room, in their home, wherever you are, be the same person. If possible, dress the same way. Behave the same way all the time. This one even extends to when you're not working. If your tutor is wonderful in the room in the lesson and behaves like a complete idiot when they're driving the car you have an inconsistency that's going to actually damage your brand you don't want that so let everybody know what you do let them know in exact the same way be consistent when you're doing that thing and tell everybody you want to occupy space in customers and prospective customers minds this is actually the job of the logo or the distinctive color. It's just association. Here in Brosley in Shropshire, where I am, everybody knows Neil Camido because there are big banners on the fence outside of my house, which is the main through road here. 
with the stupid name on it, Cow Meadow. It, it, it's just daft. Everybody knows Neil, the guitar guy. The one with the stupid name. That's kind of my brand. And of course, once they know you're there, you want to be famous for doing good things. This seems so obvious, but if you're not doing good things, why would you want to be widely known for doing indifferent or bad things? Be famous for doing good things, even if it's only locally. How do you do that? Well, you figure out what it is you're all about. You need to know your own values. These are the things that you'll do day in, day out, that you will not negotiate on. The things that get you out of bed in the morning. This ties in with your ethics, your own sense of what's right and what's wrong. And know what you're going to do for your customers. I suppose I have two brands. I've got the guitar teaching brand and then I've got the the portfolio property owning brand. The, the guitar brand's pretty much a done deal. It's a daft name, big smile, unconventional wisdom, radical techniques. That's what I do. In the property business... I care for people. I look after the properties. I look after the people in them. I do the vast majority of maintenance work myself because I love it. So I'm seen as a very proactive, hands-on, helpful, caring landlord across the 15 or so properties that I own. People like that. I'm just like them. That's my brand. So everything I do connects into those few things that I do. And I guess that's why I'm sort of a brand. Whatever level you're at, you can be a brand within your sphere of influence, your locality, if you like. If you're online, you can go global with this. Personally, I'm very content to be world famous in Telford, or world famous in Brosley. People see my name, they hear my name, people talk guitars, they go, oh, you want the guy with the stupid name. People want a house, they go, talk to my landlord. He's lovely. They're not used to being looked after. That's my brand. It's powerful. That's how I'm known within those two spheres. I suppose unconsciously I've built and grew those particular brands or identities out of just being myself. And I, I think that's the most important part of this today is just know what you're all about. Know the reasons you're doing it. Tell everybody and do it. Use consistent words, consistent music, colour, special symbols. And that's the road to branding. And that is branding for beginners. Let me know what you think. As always, I'd love to hear from you. I'm here to learn as well as share what I believe I've learned so far. Email me. It's info at neilcamido.com or you can find me on Twitter where I am widely known as at Tudor Podcast. So, if you haven't already done so, please like and subscribe to the Tudor Podcast and maybe even leave a review. I'll be back next week with more ideas and tips to help you to start grow and love your tutoring business without going mental just like i do till then i hope this podcast has got you thinking 
and has been some help. Stay useful and have a fabulous day. Get in touch with the Tutor Podcast via email or social media and the Tutor Podcast team will be listening. Subscribe on iTunes and you'll automatically get the latest episode directly sent to your device. And remember to share, rate and review TTP so that we can help other people to start, grow and love their tutoring businesses. 